Hey, have you ever wondered what goes on at BC? Well, this is the BC Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Willie Woods, and we created this podcast to discuss those amazing, life-changing activities that take place right here at Bethlehem Church of Starkville. Not only that, but we will also be covering various topics that are not only relevant to everyday living, but will also strengthen your walk with Christ. So make sure you tune in to each episode because you don't want to miss a thing. Welcome to our BC Talk pilot episode. And today we have a treat for you. And we're going to start off with an interview with the pastor of Bethlehem Church, Pastor Brandon Frazier, a.k.a. Pastor B. He's here today and he's going to uh, just give you a little information and background and really tell you what BC is all about. And so here he is uh, with me today. And so Pastor B, just give us a little background about your call to the ministry here in Starkville and how you got started and uh, your motivation and, you know, whatever you want to say. Sure, man. I appreciate that. It's so good to be here on this BC Talk podcast. And uh, thank you so much for doing this. I'm excited about uh, what it means to our church and also what it's going to mean to our community and friends and family and just whoever it might go out and touch. Um we started Bethlehem Church back in 2015, and um, and and but our ministry started man a long time ago. Um, I guess I started preaching when I was, uh, I guess my first sermon I think I was 15 years old, and um, I think my first sermon I if I remember correctly I preached it at a youth camp in uh, Knoxville, Mississippi uh, during the day uh, day or morning service. And uh, I think I went for 45 minutes. So I was long-winded back then when I first started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've tried to shorten that up a little bit. Um, thank God for good children today that remind me if I go too long. But um, but uh, but I felt the call to ministry um, probably at a younger age, eight or nine years old. Okay. And um, I'll never forget when I was 10, around 10 years old, the Lord just in a very real and unique way. Uh, called me to preach and it was just very um, without a doubt it was God it was not uh, anything that could be left up to um, to to guess or to wonder but you absolutely knew that man it was it was a, it was a calling on my life and the way the Lord spoke to me that day um, remember it very clearly um, and then you know it's probably three or four years like I said before I actually uh, preached my first quote-unquote sermon mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, just as life kind of happened, I went through high school and went to Bible college at Indiana Bible College. And um, and then from there, I, I went and, and I assisted my pastor, Pastor John Voskis, um, in Anderson, Indiana, and helped him there at Greater Light Church for a period of probably about a year, year and a half. And um, then I started evangelizing full time and quickly um, realized that evangelism was not my calling. Um, I just, I just would hate to leave people, you know, you know, you go and you preach for them for a couple of days and, 
and uh, you'd get a, a check for preaching, whether it was uh, $50 a service or, or more or whatever it was. You know, it right. was gas in the tank to get to the next place. And uh, I just realized really quickly that I just, I just, I would worry about them. I'd think about them. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be distracted in the next place because I was thinking about what happened in the previous place. And maybe a lot of it was my youth and my young age. But at the same time, I just realized it just probably wasn't something I'd be doing for a long period of time. Uh, but made a lot of great friends, a lot of great men who were very kind to me. And, um, and then when I got married to my wife, Anna, uh, in 2003, um, we decided to take an opportunity in St. Louis, Missouri at a church and work uh, as a youth pastor um, and as an administrative pastor full-time there. And okay. I also ran a couple daycares. That was fun. Um, that taught me a lot. And, and so so we were there for probably around two years, year and a half, two years. And uh, we just had a lot of, lot of traumatic things happen um, in that period of time in our, our early stages of our marriage. And um, I was preaching a good bit. I was preaching some conferences and some camps and, and some uh, leadership type stuff. And God was using me. And yes, God was blessing my life. But, but I don't think, well, I don't think I know I was not where I probably should be. I think a lot of times we mistake uh, seeing someone in the pulpit or preaching. And we think, man, they're a man of God or a woman of God. And they don't have any problems. Right. You know? but, but there was a lot of struggles. There's a lot of things that we were dealing with internally in our marriage and and just just a lot of stuff that I just I just didn't understand how to deal with or cope with or even how to even battles that we were fighting I didn't even know how to win and 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 I know it seems kind of strange coming from a pastor to say that you're preaching to people about how to win in battles and you're fighting battles that you yourself are having trouble with winning but but it was a real it was a real deal you know and physically my wife had some things happen that uh there's really a huge setback in our life and and so we just decided you know what this is not the right place for us and so we we left and um we came back to mississippi or it was back for me but my wife is from indiana northern indiana so this was a, a very uh, rude awakening for her uh closest mall was like an hour away so uh, that was something she had to get used to <laughs> um and so we, we, we moved here in 2000, and I want to say it was six, maybe. And um, we started going to a local church here that, you know, great pastor, uh, great man of God, great church, and uh, just really invested in my wife and I. And were super kind and generous, and just I can't say enough good things about them. And, uh, and we worked there alongside them in ministry uh, and just did whatever we were asked to do or could do or you know, whatever, whatever was available, we just put our hands on it. And um, we did that from 2006 to um, the time that we started BC in 2015. Um, during that time, we did evangelize some and we preached some different places. And you say the word evangelize, that's a really loose term because of, to me, an evangelist is somebody who you know, will go from place to place and preach. And I was just like once a month, we'd go somewhere, whether it be Texas or North Carolina or Arkansas or whatever church would call and want us to come. And, uh, and, and we'd preach a couple nights for the weekend. Then we'd get back, and I'd go back to work. And it was just kind of more of a, I, I guess, the lack of better words, we were just kind of uh, satisfying that preacher itch, you know. Right. You know, and now that I look back on it. And um, 
and we had a couple opportunities that that maybe was out there for us and to go and take different positions or places in different churches across uh, our country but the Lord really started dealing with us in 2014 about starting a church here in Starkville and God had blessed myself with a good job my wife had a good job our kids were in school and we'd had children and Oh man, it just just a different stage of life. And in 2005, I would have said, or six, I would have said, you know, I can't wait to leave Starkville. And um, where's the next place that's going to pay my wife and I full time <laughs> to be on staff at a church somewhere? Right. And um, and that was man. I look back now and I think, man, I had so much to learn back then. Um, and thank God for lessons that He's taught me. Still learning, um, but. But I, I remember in, in 2014, the thought process shifted from 6, 2006 to 2014. It wasn't, how can I get out of Starkville? It was, how can I minister to Starkville? You know, how can I help my community? I see that God has us here for a reason. And a lot of times we don't see, um, and, and obviously the reason why is because we're so blinded by our own uh, issues and, and we don't want to deal with the process, you right. know, of what God's trying to do in our life. But I couldn't see what God was doing. Um, or even how God was bringing some good out of our, I say our bad, but the things that we had gone through. Um, but then in 14, I think I really started being able to see, hey, you know, God's got us here for a purpose. Right. It wasn't by accident. It's, it's, on, it's on purpose. And, um, and it's just a long process. I think God had to really work on me a lot because uh, I am by nature very stubborn. I know you guys probably don't think that about me. Whoever's listening, you're probably like, no, he's like the greatest guy ever. But I know that's what you're thinking. But that's not true. I have a stubborn streak, um, have a little rebellious nature at times. And so God had to really work on me um, to get me to understand that there's so much uh, calling and purpose he has from even where I was at. And then in 14, like I said, we just started praying and seeking the Lord and just felt a shift and a move for us in our spirit, what God wanted to do. Um, which absolutely had nothing to do with the, the church we were at. They are an absolute wonderful church. Uh, great pastor. I love him very much. His wife, great people. And um, But I just felt a shift in my spirit and started praying about different things and just asking God to lead us. And uh, I really felt called to start a work here in Starkville. And I've never started a church before, never been part of a, a, a startup church. Um, you know, I've helped churches that were young. <clears throat> but I've never started anything from the ground up. And uh, I knew it'd be a lot of work. I, I thought I knew. I didn't really know, but I thought I would know. Yeah. Um, but then, like I said, it just, just through prayer. And then I talked to uh, my pastor, my current pastor, Brother John Voskis, and I, I just mentioned to him how I felt. And, um, and he just very bluntly and boldly, you know, just really spoke into my life. Um, and told me, hey, if God is speaking to you, you need to be obedient to the voice of God. And so uh, with his help uh, and the church there at Bethlehem Church in Potts Camp, they supported us and teamed up with us and and uh, our organization, the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we we really just, just didn't know what we were doing. We just decided, let's do it. And like I said, I thought I knew a lot, and I, I didn't. And I'm thinking now I know a good bit, but I'll look back five years from now and realize I didn't know a lot now either. Um, so it's a constant learning process. And so we started in January of 2015, Bethlehem Church over at Starfall High School uh, Theater. And we had service there for, oh, I don't know, probably a couple months. 
And the first service, you know, it was like 100 plus people. And I was like, who said this was going to be hard? This is easy. You know, we're going to just blow right, the right. <laughs> we're going to blow the doors off. We're going to have the whole city will be here in 2 weeks. And uh, and then as time went on, I realized that that's not the case cuz a couple weeks later it was like 13 people there. And uh and eight of them was our startup team. Uh, that includes my wife and I and our two boys. So so it's been a process of learning some things and like I said we're still learning. Uh, but I just thank God so much for what he's done and how he's brought our church into existence and, and just allowing us the opportunity to lead um, such a great group of people. And God just keeps bringing new people to our church that just amazes me how God has built Bethlehem Church. And my prayer is that I, I, I get more of my hands off and allow more of God's hands on because I think that's, I know that's exactly what it's going to take to be exactly what God wants us to be. Okay, so, and uh, just to be um, clear, I'm a part of Bethlehem Church, and Amen. and I really uh, enjoy it here. And I, you know, I would tell anybody that this is a church in which you can come and uh, which you can grow and you can be yourself. And you know, nothing but positive things to say about Bethlehem Church. And we certainly thank God for our pastor. Uh, Pastor V. And so, uh, you know, I want to ask you, as a pastor, what is your vision uh, for not only Bethlehem Church, but for the surrounding community and the city? What is your vision? Man, you know, I, I think that if you'd asked me that question um, five years ago or even 10 years ago, um, before we even started the church, my vision would be a uh, church full of people. And I'm not going to tell you that I don't want to see the church full of people because I do. But I think that when you talk about vision, it's got to be a bigger picture than just how many you show up on Sunday. Right. Um, or how many say that Bethlehem Church is their church. If, if I said, you know, what's our vision? My vision would be that, that out of this work or this ministry, that lives would be changed. Okay. You know, that's the vision. And, and, and it don't, doesn't, I want it to be in our community. I want that to happen in our city, in our community, in our, our Golden Triangle area. But at the end of the day, if, if, if we're also impacting lives uh, continents away by giving in missions or by sending somebody to help or even by just prayer and fasting or whatever it is that we're doing, you know, that, that has to be our ultimate goal is that we're impacting lives. And, um, and I do believe that the end result of being impactful uh, and being used by God is that people will want to be a part of your Sunday worship experience or a Wednesday night teaching lesson or whatever we have going on our small groups uh, but at the end of the day we can't measure our church's effectiveness in the kingdom of god based on how many show up to service um, really i think the vision has got to be what are we doing to reach beyond ourselves? right you know what are we doing to touch people's lives uh, you know we're an apostolic church um, and I, I make no bones about that i mean i'm excited that 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 we have been born again the Bible way, and we yes. hold fast to the truth and the doctrine found in the Word of God. But at the end of the day, if if we jump up and down about our core beliefs and doctrine, but we miss the love of Jesus toward people in our life and our and, and people that we're connected to, and even people that we're not connected to, I think we've missed the actual calling in our life. Uh, you know, the Bible tells us the greatest commandment: to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. 
and your second is like the first, love your neighbor as yourself. Right, right. You know, so I don't want to be tinkling cymbals or, or brass, you know. Yes. I, I want to be, I want our church to be used by God to love people and care about people and reach beyond our borders and, and reach beyond our walls. Um, you know, I, if I had to say what's our vision, that's got to be our vision. That's got to be our purpose. Um, and hopefully the end result of being effective in the calling of Christ uh, and being what God wants us to be is that, you know, as we obey the word of God, that, that he allows this place to be full of people that are that are ready for a life giving, life changing experience, you know. Amen. And just to just to add uh, to what he was saying um, about feeling the, the love. And I can uh, just to give a plug of my testimony, when I first started coming here to B.C., uh, that was the first thing that, that I felt was the love of the church. It was it was genuine. It was something that you can feel it was effective. And, um, you know, I would encourage anyone um, if you're looking for a church in which you can just feel genuine love and people care about you. I recommend B.C. And, you know, I just B.C. has been a blessing in my life. And so the next question that I want to ask you, uh, Pastor B, is what makes BC unique? And what would you tell um, someone that's looking for a church? And they're looking for a church there. You know, they may be um, tired of the same old, same old, and you want to recommend a church. And of course, you want to recommend BC. What makes BC unique? And why would I want to come to BC? Well, I, I would have loved to have gotten that question two days ago so I could prepare a really, really good answer. But <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. This is very unscripted. We're just having a raw conversation. But uh, I, I will tell you this, is that I used to be concerned. Um, and I'm not telling you I'm unconcerned at this point, but I was, I guess, overly concerned about how people outside of our church might view us, whether they believe like we do or don't yes. believe like we do, um, especially when we first started um, Bethlehem Church. But as time went on, I've realized how God has uniquely grown Bethlehem Church. When you walk in the doors of this place, you will see people that not only uh, different races or different colors of skin, but you'll find people that are uh, have different be- backgrounds in education, Different types of jobs, different type of uh, different types of income, yes. different types of, of service uh, in their life. You have people that are older, younger. We have uh, kids, teenagers, you know. And and when I just look across the broad spectrum of Bethlehem Church, I think, man, I really, I really am so thankful because I feel like our church is a replica of our community, and, and and I mean that in like a very positive way because I feel like the church should be. Every church should be right. a a copy of what your community looks like. That's right. You know, and, and and so when you say what's unique about Bethlehem Church, while it's unique, it shouldn't be unique. You know, every church should be that way. Right. You know, you and, I'm, and again, I'm not I'm not throwing stones. I'm just speaking my heart. Is that churches should not be all white or all black, right. or churches shouldn't be all rich people or all poor people or all educated people or all uneducated people. There should be a mixture of our world inside of the church because that's who we are. We're our community. That's right. And so when I look at our church and I think, man, just five years ago, there was literally 
eight or nine people, and that's including my wife and I and our two kids. Let me just emphasize that again, that that we started with this concept and this burden and this calling and this dream of what God was going to do. But by no means do I look back right now today and say, well, yep, it's exactly like I thought it was going to be. I mean, it is completely different, but in a good way. It's better than I could have imagined it would be. It's it's better than I ever thought it would have been. You know, um, today it's just, this today is Sunday, and this morning during our worship service, I'm just sitting back there before I walked up to preach, and I'm thinking, man, our praise team is good. <laughs> like, they, and you know, you're one of those guys, right? So, I'm just saying, like, if I could sing like you, I'd just I'd boot you to the side. I'd be singing all the time, but. <laughs> but that's not happening. God's blessed us with such great ability and talent. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, look, let's just talk real. There's so many different styles at our church of what we have come from or, or used to be a part of, you know, um, there are, we are all singing songs that we probably aren't used to or comfortable with. There are people in the audience that no doubt, you know, there are some that are like, well, where's the John P. Key stuff? And there's some right. folks that's like, well, where's the Hezekiah Walker? <laughs> and there's some people that's like, wait a minute, where's the Magruder's at? Or no, or where's the hymnals at? And because we're all so unique and different to where yes. we come from. But yes. when you walk in and you see everybody worshiping God together, songs that maybe they're not familiar with, but the heartbeat is the same. The, the voice is the same. You know, and I watched today even as hands were lifted and voices were going forth in song. And yeah, we got words on the screen because I don't even know all the words of some of these songs. But but I watched people participate in worship and watched people participate in giving God our best as one voice, as one church family today. And I just sit there and I was so thankful. I said, like, God, thank you so much. It's such a unique thing, you know, that, that you can look around and literally see people of all kind of different backgrounds, you know, creeds, races, you know, nationalities. And you look and you're like, man, they might all be different, but they're all come together and they're worshiping the one true God. And right. to me is as unique as that is, it should not be unique to our church. That's true. But I'm so thankful that we do have a church family that is so unique in that way. Um, you know, and, and, and when I think about that, I think, man, if I was somebody on the outside of BC and I'm struggling in some areas or I'm feeling like I'm an outcast or I'm feeling like nobody cares or loves me or maybe I'm feeling like, hey, I, people love me, but I'm just unsatisfied with where I am in my life. Man, this would be a place I know because I'm here. I know that I would want to be here. Yes. You know, these people, maybe maybe someone's listening right now and they don't know that they want to be here. But I promise if you would just give us a couple of weeks just to kind of get to know us, maybe even just one service, right. you know, I think people would be like, oh, my gosh, why have I been missing this for the last five years? I should have already been here. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, and I really do. I don't feel that way about it just because I get the honor of pastoring and leading. I, I feel that way because I think it's. A, a, a legit way to feel. I mean, it's real. This is a hundred percent, um, just all God and what he has done in our church. And, uh, we, we're not without problems, you know, or situations. We are imperfect people. You're never going to find a group of people in our church. that's absolutely perfect. Um, that does not exist because churches are people, you know, that the church is the people and the people are imperfect, including myself. That's true. Um, but when you look at the t- totality of what God has done here, man, I, 
I, I, if I lived in this area, um, I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. And that's not to bash or, or push any other church to the side. I, I love, I got some good brothers and sisters in the Lord that love God. I know they do, and they got great churches, but I am partisan, and I can't <laughs> help it. I'm not going to beat around the bush about it because I do know what God is doing, and I see what he's doing at Bethlehem Church, and he is really, really changing some lives. And to add to that, you know, and, and, and of course, like you said, not only is he biased, I'm biased because, you know, this is my church also. And BC is not just a church, but, it, you know, it's an experience and you have to come and really, exp and really experience for yourself. Uh, and I remember when I first got here, um, my background um, coming from the church that I came from, there was some differences here. But, you know, once I came and started to experience what was going on here, I'm telling you, it's the best thing that ever happened to me um, to be able to interact uh, with people that are not, you know, just like me, to get to know other people, to get to know other, um, you know, within within Christian music, there's different genres. And just to experience those different genres and, and having to learn, as he said, I'm on the praise team and I had to learn uh, you know, different songs than I was used to singing, but but it was all a good experience, and everything uh, has been, you know, it's just been a blessing in, in my life. And, you know, once again, uh, I, I would urge anyone, if you're looking for a church, there's no other, there's no better experience than what you would experience here at Bethlehem uh, Church of Starville. And I'm going to... Uh, Pastor B, whatever you want to say, uh, just take a few minutes, whatever's on your heart, uh, just give us uh, whatever's on your heart. Man, I appreciate that. I know I've talked a lot already, and uh, and I apologize. You were talking just now, and my phone went off, and I had to silence it quickly, so so if someone hears something, that was my phone, but uh, but I do, I just want to, I guess, I just want to tell you again how appreciative I am that you uh, have dove into this podcast, and and what this is going to mean to not only our church um, and not only our online family, but but also those that 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 maybe are in our community that just don't know a lot about us. I think this is going to be a really good tool to for them to get to know us and, and understand what our heartbeat is. And and uh, listen, I'm going to tell you, Bethlehem Church, um, from the time we started until now, I can honestly say I have not seen any selfish people that's a part of this church. Amen. Now, now I will tell you this. I know we're all selfish in nature. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and we might be selfish in our own time. But when we get around the house of God, around one another, um, there is not, I have, there has not been one group, one family, one person um, that has tried to make it theirs or their idea or their agenda. Um, but, but it's just such a beautiful spirit of unity Um and, and just give and take and loving one another as we love God. And um, I, can, I can honestly say that um, it, there's not, a, not another place that I would rather be. Um, of all the churches I know of, and, and man, there's some churches out there, they run a lot of people, you know. And if they call me tomorrow and said, man, we heard your sermon uh, on Facebook Live, and, and we kicked our pastor out, and we want you to come, and we're going to give you, you know, I don't know, 10 bucks an hour. Um, 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I, you know, I'm just saying. I, there's not another place that that I would I would want to be because I know God has called me for here. Yes. God has blessed me and allowed my wife and I, my family, to be here. And I've watched my two boys, um, who are now 13 and 11. I've watched God since being here. God has filled both of them with the Holy Ghost, and they've been baptized. I bapt- had the honor of baptizing both of them in His name, in Jesus' name. And um, there's just not a greater place. Um, in my mind, to raise your family than at Bethlehem Church. Um, and again, I, it's not because I'm a great preacher or a great teacher. I, you know, anything that I do good, it's just God giving me grace. Um, but we just got a good church family, and it's a safe place. Um, and it's a safe, it's not just safe, you know, as far I know we're doing a lot of healthy things around here with all the, 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 the things the world has going on right now. But it's not just health-wise. I mean, it's safe and and you know you can you can trust our Sunday school teachers. You can you can trust the words going across the the platform or the pulpit that it's not going to be offensive or hurtful or or rude any kind of way. Um, you know you can you can trust our greeting team to meet you with a smile and open the door for you. You can you can trust there to be coffee on the coffee bar. You know you can trust there to be water in the water cooler. There's, yes. there's mints and peppermints. Is it sounding good to anybody yet? But. Um, but but it's just a place that that you can come and feel not just comfortable in a you know some people say well I don't want to feel comfortable at church pastor I want to feel moved well you do feel moved but but you got to feel comfortable in being here and it's a very comfortable place to to come and bring your family and while you're here I've watched God make your heart uncomfortable you know and you have to kind of change some things because you want to be more Christ like you want to be a better version of what God called you to be. You want to keep improving. And it's a journey. We all have that same journey. We're all at a different place in our journey, in our path, I'm sure. Um, but we all have been called for the same thing, and that's to keep moving uh, and keep moving toward where God wants us to be. So I'm just excited about being just a part, much less being able to lead. And um, and I am just really thankful for all the good things God has done through Bethlehem Church. Man, I can't wait to see where this podcast is going to go, so I'm super excited. It's going to be good. Okay, so we just want to thank you, Pastor B, for coming and sitting and talking with us, and it certainly has uh, been a treat. And once again, this is the pilot episode of the BC uh, Talk podcast, and you know this is a new experience for all of us. I'm not a professional podcaster, but... um, we're looking for this podcast to be a blessing uh, for every one of you that is that is listening. And so we just want to thank you for listening uh, to the BC Talk podcast. I'm your host, Willie Woods. And until next time.